And um, he's been with us for uh, the last, uh, how many months? Six months. And uh, we've been so privileged because um, he, he, he literally just came and, and his heart is to serve. His heart is to give. And, you know, he's just come and, and with his heart, his open heart to, one, love the Lord Jesus Christ, but also just to, to share and to help us get into the presence of God um, through the gift that God has given to him. And um, Jono is going to be leaving for the States um, on Wednesday, and uh, he'll be there for probably around three months, um, and then possibly go back to Australia before returning here. <laughs> um, you know, we, we, do, we do love this man, um, and, you know, God has done something between us, and not just myself, but with us, and, you know, we just want at the end of the day we want what God wants for him don't we and wherever that is Jono um, we want you to succeed in all that God's planned and one of the things that um, I was praying for you and, and God said that you have a Levitical call I'm not saying you're a Levite um, so you've got to not get dressed up and things <laughs> like that but you have a Levitical call and what did the Levites do they worshipped at the tabernacle they made sure everything was prepared and just the whole thing about, um, you know, all the objects had to be clean because they were being um, presented. They were going into the inner sanct sanctuary and then the Holy of Holies to be presented to the Lord. So everything had to be absolutely right, absolutely perfect. And I just really believe that God is talking about um, having a Levitical call where your life is dedicated to him. It's dedicated to bring others into that place, not just the outer court or the inner court, but into the holy holies. And it's just that whole thing of reverence, the holiness of God. Your word last week, um, those who were here, you know, uh, was hunger and humility. And it's just that was a Levitical um, heart because it was to worship God. And I just really believe that whatever God is planned and purpose for your life, it would all be to do with a Levitical call to worship at his throne and to help others to come into that place too. So it's a dual thing. It's not just for yourself. It's to present others because the Levites um, were um, people who were set apart by God to help the other 11 tribes of Israel come into uh, the presence of God. And, uh, you know, I believe that that's part of your call. Um, there may be other things that God's going to um, do in your life too but you know Mike could you come and pray with us please and Helena uh, because I'd like us to pray if you want to stand you want to stand if you you've been standing quite a long time already so please don't feel that you have to stand but we just want to pray for this young man thank you father and please join in with us in whatever way that looks like for you thank you father Father, I just thank you that you have your hand upon Jonah. You have him marked. And you declare that he belongs to you. He is yours. And Father, Lord, we just thank you for the privilege that he's been part of us for 
uh, this last period of time and we thank you for the gift that he has been to to kingdom faith london and lord i just pray that as you lead him and as you guide him father that oh lord that as we send him out father with your with with our blessing but we believe your blessing too lord i pray that his steps father will be led by your spirit father lord that you will continue to bring him into that place all lord before you and lord i thank you that from that place lord that he will help others to come into your presence to encounter you to hear from you so that their lives are completely transformed so father i thank you that we can send you out jono in the name of jesus Yeah, Father, I just I simply pray that you would reveal more of your holiness to Jono, that he might call a people, he might call a generation into that place of holiness and consecration before you. Yeah, we just speak encounters just in the, over the coming days. We bless you with new encounters, that your eyes may be opened even wider, that you would stand in awe of him, you would behold his holiness. Yeah, and you would call others to the cross. You would call others to their knees to stand in awe of him as well. So we bless you now in Jesus' name. Yeah, the word God gave me for you, Jono, is it's a couple of scriptures actually, and it's, it's to the pure, all things are pure. And there's a purity that God wants you to guard in your life. Because to the pure, all things are pure. And I feel like God... I want to pray for a protection over that purity. Nothing will harm Jono in that place, that you would protect him and keep his heart pure and refined in the fire before your throne. And the word also says that the pure in heart, they will see God. They will see God. And I believe that this season you're going into, God's saying you're going to see me. Not just in the place of encounter yes in that place you will see him like never before which is your most highest desire and he's heard and he's saying yes you will see me but he's also saying you will see me in the natural you will see me in the physical you will see me in tangible ways where you will be declaring only God so father I just thank you for Jono thank you that he's family and thank you, Lord, that we can joyfully send him out into this new season, knowing that he will always be family, but that you send him out now, Lord, in the power of your spirit, in the purity of your spirit, to encounter you and to, to experience you so that his testimony will be, look what God has done. Amen. Man, I'm gonna say anything. <laughs> Alan, if you want to come quickly, where is that, Alan? Today, with the kids, we're just going to finish up uh, on what we've been doing over the last couple of weeks to do with the community and just look at the, all of it various elements that we looked over over the past couple of weeks. So if you just pray with the children, God, 
May you watch over the children today that they take the message being delivered into their hearts and go out into the world and into their communities to spread your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great time, guys. One of the things that, um, as a church, um, we want to always do what God tells us to do. And sometimes that may then look very different on a Sunday. Um, and I'm not going to um, say too much at the moment because I'm going to get you working again. Um, because for me, it, it's important that when we do what God's telling us to do, then he can impart in whatever way he chooses into our life that's going to make a difference. The, the thing for myself and Helena is that we don't want you just to becoming attending church. We want you to be the church wherever God then takes you. You know, you're in this building possibly for a couple of hours on a Sunday, but you are... You know, however many hours are in the week, you're in other places, in your homes, in your businesses, in your, you know, uh, with your friends and family. And it's those places that you've got to take the, the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ into. I read um, last week, um, Titus chapter 2, and um, the whole of the chapter is great uh, because it's very practical. But in the Amplified Version, it says this in Titus chapter 2, verse 1. But as for you, teach the things which are in agreement with sound doctrine, which produces men and women of good character, whose lifestyles identify them as true Christians. Wow. I'll read that again. This is Titus chapter 2, verse 1 from the Amplified Version. But as for you, teach the things which are in agreement with sound doctrine, which produces men and women of good character, whose lifestyles identifies them as true Christians. That's, that's my heart for myself, and, and that's my heart for each one of you, that you identify in your world as true believers of Jesus Christ. And, you know, one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to break down into seven different groups, and you can choose which group you want to go to. Um, I'm going to ask then sort of for a, a, like a, a chat for about five minutes but I want you to then pray for one another. And it may be that you want to pray for yourself in that place. Because there's one word that um, Helen and I have been talking about this week. And that's the um, oh, two words, Christ-likeness. Does, when you go into your world, what is your primary purpose to be in that world? Is it to be Christ-like in that place? Or is it for something very, very different? Is it for you to be successful, to you make as much money as possible, or, or what? Or is the true purpose of you being in 
that place of business or that school or that college, is it to be Christ-like in that particular situation? In the conversations we're having this week, is it to be Christ-like? So that we're not getting angry, we're not getting bitter or frustrated, but we're, our heart is intending to, I want to be Christ-like in that conversation, that difficult situation. I want to be Christ-like. I want to leave a mark of Christ in that particular situation or circumstance so that people then identify me as somebody who is in the world but not of it. Somebody who is different, not because you're weird, maybe, no. <laughs> but you know, you're different because there's a mark of God upon your life. And it, you know, you know, Helena, um, possibly in her group, will tell you some of the journey that she's on in the next 24 hours about being Christ-like in a particular situation to do with the political world, where it's not about being, in quotes, elected as a potential MP. It's potentially, it really is to be Christ-like in that place so that she leaves a deposit of Christ wherever she goes. Um, and, and you can take that into whatever situation you're going into. Am I going to be Christ-like? Am I going to leave a deposit there? And so the groups that I would like you to get into, and you, please you can choose which one that you want to go into. Um, one is, um, in a sense that you're longing for the church to become the true church of Christ. So, you know, one of the, the pillars of, or, or mountains as they call them, is spirituality. And there's a wrestling that's going on for the, the soul of our nation at this time. There's several different things coming at our nation. And for me, I want us to understand that the church needs to be Christ-like. It's got to be light. It's got to be a city set on a hill that is not hidden. But that's not coming with waving banners. That's us being true believers in our spiritual lives. So people who have a heart for the church, a heart for the religious freedom that we have in this nation, that's one. Second is family. How many of you know that the family has been eroded in many, many different ways? And I want us to have another group around family. The next one is government and politics. The fourth one is around business. So anybody who's in business, I'd like you to get together. Education is another one that I believe that we need to be Christ-like in and we need to be praying, not just for ourselves, but in that particular field, that important field of education, Christ-likeness is going to come through with the decisions that are going to be made high up as well as, you know, on the ground. I'm going to ask Claire to lead that one. Um, arts and entertainment. How many of you know that that's a, a, an area that um, the world loves to say they own? But I believe that God wants to see something completely transformed in arts and entertainment. There's a lady called Hannah who was part of the church here for a long, long time. 
and she's um, on the West End. And it's identifying, okay, Lord, we need to be praying for people. Yeleni is, you know, in arts college. Um, and we need to be praying for him um, in the, the field that he believes that God is leading him into. So I'm going to ask Lenny to lead that one. Um, and then the final one is media. Um, because we all know that newspapers, radios, they have an agenda. And we just need to believe that the Holy Spirit will come and in that area we will have servants, we will have Christians who are Christ-like in those industries where we begin to see something transformed into those areas. So it doesn't mean that you're going to have to stand up. If, Claire, if you want to stay around here, Lenny, if you want to come into the middle area here, um, do you want to do government? Okay, if you want to go towards the back. Um, Mike, I'm going to ask you to do religion. Okay. Um, who wants to do family? Okay, Sue can do family. Um, who wants to do business? Okay, I'll, I'll ask Tom, okay? If Tom can do business, education is clear, arts and media. Do you want to do that, Kurt? Sorry, Lenny, you can do with, sorry, you can do that with Lenny. Do you get, have I missed anybody out? Media. Okay, Amy can do media, okay? So everybody stand, you can move the chairs, don't feel that you can keep in rows. Please choose whichever one you go to. Have about a five minute conversation about how we can become Christ-like in those arenas and then begin to pray for the other people in those groups, okay? So you will have to move, stand up. Please move the chairs. You can go and sit in chairs. You can move chairs, please. You don't have to keep them in rows. You can move chairs all over the place. Get into a little Christian circle. Okay, please if you want to get your chairs, please take chairs if you want to, if the group needs to um, expand.
you want to stay in your groups, but just turn around to uh, look at my handsome face. <laughs> that wasn't a no. One of um, the things that I really believe is that in every area um, we are to be, uh, again, Christ-like and we are to identify as people who belong to something else, something different. That's Jesus Christ. And, you know, in the film and media, I mean, I don't know if you know that there's a, a new film coming out about Pilgrim's Progress. And, you know, it's things like this, we need to pray that they will have great influence um, in our society. Um, there is many Christians who are um, going up for election, you know, trying to stand in uh, the next general election from all parties. Um, there's a lady called Susie Stride, Lady Labour Party in Poplar, and she was trying to stand, but again, um, she has some very strong Christian views, um, but she didn't get in. And it's like the enemy is trying to prevent sometimes uh, the Christian influence, the people who identify as believers to get into these places. And, you know, this is across the board. Uh, you know, we can talk about business that, you know, from a business point of view, we need to see um, people who... I'm constantly talking positively in the business world and not negatively. You know, that there is, you know, so many times where people will speak the, the worst possible scenario, whereas Jesus wants us as believers to come in with hope. And, you know, I, I want to see Christian entrepreneurs. You know, uh, for me, <laughs> there is nothing that God does not want to give to a believer. And sometimes I think, you know, we need to be bold and confident, certainly in the business world, to go out there and and be who God wants us to be. And that's God's creative. God is an incredibly creative God who wants to see something of his creativity in that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, in education. You know, God wants men and women to be coming into to education, to to be the salt and light in those places. And in that particular field, in that particular area at this time, we need to be praying because I don't know about you, but I would not like to be a child in this day where there is all sorts of different things that are getting, they're getting bombarded with of all sorts of different things from all different angles. And they're meant to be trying to find their way through this and teachers and parents and that's why family come into it have such an important part to play in seeing a child grow and mature to be who we want them to be you know and, and obviously you know there is a faith element in all of these things but it's becoming christ-like in media too you know we want to see people coming into those fields where they can write truth that it's not fake news that there is genuine you know wow you know when they write you know what you're getting you know it's true it's not something with a slant it's just truth 
and you know whether that's on the written press or if it's on you know a different media stream um, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram is where people get a lot of news these days and we just need to see some righteousness come into those places and have people who are writing in those mediums who are just speaking truth in all of those ways and then obviously the church you know are we uh, I, does the church represent the true body of Christ in this country at this time and there's lots of us who you know in this room who um, identify that the church needs to reflect him more the, the church needs to get back to the biblical principles and apply them every single day of our life. It's not just, again, not just about coming here on a Sunday, singing some songs, um, focusing on God for um, half an hour, an hour, then hearing somebody bring a message, pray a little bit and have a nice cup of coffee, a little chat, and then we go our way until the following Sunday. Church is 24-7. It's identifying with the true living God every single moment of the day, and our heart needs to engage. The church needs to engage with God's agenda, not our own agenda. And God's agenda for, is for his Christ to demonstrate his life, who he is, so that in everything that we're doing, it's Christ-like. One of the um, things that I um, put on the email this week was a, um, a testimony. It was um, a, a clip. I don't know who many, how many people have seen it, but it's about a healing. Somebody got physically healed. It, it was literally a deformed arm. And you can see this in the clip. So if you've not seen the clip yet, go and open the email and open the clip but it, it was literally a deformed arm and in this you know you can see it deformed you can see it all out of shape and you can see that this gentleman prayed for her and literally over a course of a couple of minutes you can see the arm straighten you can literally see the arm straighten in this clip that I've put on this email. It's incredible to see. And all he did was, uh, you know, the, the minister just threw some water on in the arm every so often. Nothing different. He wasn't touching the arm constantly. But you could just see that she, she's, this lady just started looking at the arm, knowing that something was actually happening to the arm. And, and she was, she, you could see she was just constantly looking. And then you could see it, literally the deformity just come out. And then next minute you see her arm straighten. And then you can see her, you know, clenching her hand again. Why am I telling you that? I'm just saying that to be Christ-like means that we are doing Christ-like things in the world that we are living in. And, and for me, we not to put any restriction on what that Christ-likeness looks like. If we're going to represent the Lord Jesus Christ, then we need to be open to do whatever he chooses. 
in whatever situation that he places us in. And if he tells you to do something, then you know that he's going to endorse that and he's going to place his hand upon that situation or that circumstance. One for me is that I believe that the church needs to represent Christ in so many more ways where we're seeing tangible miracles, not just in this building, but every single day of the week. And I'm not just talking physical healing there, but things that are impossible for God to turn them around that suddenly that's a miracle. That's a miracle that that business deal was within a week. That was impossible to do that business deal within a week. That transformation in that family scenario, God, that was a miracle. Something happened in the, uh, uh, somebody in the lesson that, you know, was a real hard case, but then God broke in. And you can speak to Claire about times where she's prayed for particular students, or particular people in her class, and suddenly they've learned something new. They, they've responded in a different way where people will say, well, that person's impossible. Actually, there's nothing impossible for God. There's things like in the media, it's like actually God can position Christians in key roles. You know, there is a court case going through at the moment about a, um, a particular Christian lady who didn't get a, a role where she should have got a role, and that's going through the courts. And we just need to be aware that there's a battle too strong, but we know that God is a miracle working God. So in every single one of your areas, there is no limit to what God wants to do in them. Sometimes it's what we do limits God. But what God wants is for us to be Christ-like and do Christ-like things in the world that he's placing us. So I just want you to pray just once more in your groups. And... You know, it may be that there is somebody within your group that there is something that you're doing that you need a miracle. And it may be two or three of you need a miracle. Something of a Christ-like action to be taking place. It may be something to do with a family that you need to see something broke, break through in a family situation. I want you to be honest in your group so that other people can pray for you. And we're only going to take a couple of minutes in this, and it may be that, you know, nobody wants to be open and honest, but I want to see Christ-likeness in your life and my life. I want to see Christ-like things in your world. And so I just want you to get into your groups again, and those group leaders just sort of say, you know, is there anything that, you know, you need to see a miracle? And if you want to share that so other people can pray quickly for that, and it may be two or three of you in the group need to see something of a Christ-like miracle in your world. So please share that, and then we'll go from there.
Okay, if, um, if you haven't finished praying around the group, then you can do that in a minute. Um, um, Tom has come and said that he's got this clip about this miracle. And um, then I'm going to pass then on to Helena. But I just want you to understand that God is a miracle working God today. And I just want you to see something that is so visible. Look at that deformed arm and just watch it in a couple of minutes. like they're quite happy but you can see can't you that the the arm is now straight and she's flexing her fingers but you know the God who's just done that is the God that can be in your world and bring transformation into your world to see those Christ-like acts wherever you are that, for me, that, that was great to, to just see something so visible where you can see it was clearly deformed and then suddenly it was straight. But what, God, what can God do in your world? You know, whatever and wherever God's going to take you this week, what can God do when we have that faith and that expectation? There's nothing, nothing impossible for him. Wow, that was 
Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting to see God at work, isn't it? Yes, come on, let's just lift the roof. And Yeah, that was exciting. I've just got, um, and I know we've run over time, so I'm not going to take long. I just wanted to encourage you and read this scripture. This is from 1 Corinthians. And it says, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. That's you and that's me. No eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has prepared for those who love him. And just, I, I sense God's heart to just richly encourage you, all of you, that God knows. Maybe you have had a glimpse of some things that God has promised you. No eye has seen it, no physical eye, but maybe you've had a glimpse in the spirit of what God wants for you, but you're on a journey maybe like uh, Jesus when, and I think I brought this word a few weeks ago, when Jesus said to the disciples, we're going to the other side of the lake, and they got in the boat, and he fell asleep, and a storm comes up, and the disciples are like, we are going to drown here, but Jesus is asleep, he's at peace, at total rest, and I remember Amy had a word a few months ago about um, being in the eye of the storm. It's like in the eye of the storm, the storm can be going around you, but in the eye of the storm, you can see blue sky, you can see peace. And just a rich encouragement that God has amazing things for you because you love him. Just close your eyes just briefly and just receive from the anointing that's in this room for you personally right now. No eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has prepared for those who love him. That's you. And Father, I pray for each one here now that loves you, that has held fast to your word, that has made a choice in the middle of the storm to rest and to trust in you to look up and see the blue sky and to rebuke the wind and the waves. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come right now and encourage on the inside in the way that only you can. Just receive from him right now. I know many of you are receiving. Just receive. Some of you will hear his voice. Some of you will experience his presence. But just know that 